the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Weekday evenings on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. It's 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. Host Daryl Wood brings you the day's news and trending topics as only he can with a unique blend of conservative opinion, constitutionalism, and thought-provoking analysis. Join the conversation. 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. A daily look at the news in a way you won't hear anywhere else. Tune in to 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. Or stream at PatriotDetroit.com. You are in, in what part of the country? <laughs> Southwest Colorado. Wonderful. How are you picking us up? Oh, I stream you guys on my uh, iPhone every day. Fantastic. Um, I, I am a resident of Sterling Heights, but uh, I frequently come to Southwest Colorado. I am just thrilled to be hearing from you out there in Colorado. Continue to listen, tune in again, and call at your earliest convenience. Godspeed. Run to Win with Daryl Wood, Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. on Faith Talk Detroit. Welcome to the Jewish Hour. I'm your host, Herschel Finman. We've got a really good show for you today. In this half hour of the show, we'll be talking about the Detroit Jewish Book Fair 2023 with Mr. Stephen Kantrowitz, who's the director. This is a yearly program. We've been doing this, oh, this must be like the, I would say this is about the 29th time we've had this interview, but it's not a repeat because every year it's different and we're going to find out exactly what is different Second half of the hour, believe it or not, we'll be discussing the portion of Bereshi's Genesis 1-1. Yes, we are back to the beginning. Can you believe it? Throughout the show, we'll be listening to some really cool Jewish music. We've got some really, uh, some of these songs are like, like, whoa. I heard this and went, whoa. My eyes just like lighted, lit up. There's a, uh, an amazingly poignant story, Hasidic story with the Baal Shem Tov, all the way at the end. Before we do anything else, let's go right to the news. A Palestinian terrorist fired shots into a passing car near Shechem. The three passengers were not injured, miraculously enough. IDF forces tracked down the man who fled on foot and killed him. Vandals threw red paint on an Armenian synagogue in the latest sign of increasing tensions between Armenia and Israel, as Israeli arms sales have fueled Azerbaijan's offensive into the contested Nagorno-Karabakh region, which separates Armenia from Azerbaijan. Most estimates put the number of Jews in Armenia at only a few hundred, but there is a Chabad house there. A fake bomb threat was called into a synagogue in Durham, North Carolina this week, despite the fact that a Peruvian who called in over 150 such threats was arrested last week. Anti-Semitism continues. 
The city of some other news, just the opposite. The city of Hamburg, Germany, gave the original synagogue back to the Jewish community. The building was destroyed during Kristallnacht in 1938 and is scheduled to be rebuilt at the cost of the city. And finally, the Sasson Codex, which recently sold at auction for $38.1 million, is finally in Israel and will be on permanent display at the Anu Museum in Tel Aviv. The most, expen the most expensive book ever sold was secured in the cockpit of an El Al flight from JFK to Ben-Gurion Airport. And if you want to go see it, I suggest you go visit Tel Aviv. And that's the news. Why go to a hospital to get healthy? At Encompass Healthcare, you get the state-of-the-art wound care like in a hospital. The same medicines, the same everything without being in a hospital. Why put yourself at risk of getting a hospital-borne infection? Did you know that last year, one in six people died in America because of infections they got in hospitals? Encompass Healthcare is an outpatient facility. That means you get your wound care treatment and then go home. There are no wait times at Encompass Healthcare like in ERs. Healthcare is personal and works better, faster, and easier. Encompass Healthcare provides a state-of-the-art outpatient facility close to where you live. Call 248-624-9800. That's 624-9800. Auto accident, workman's comp, and most insurance is accepted. Encompass Healthcare's goal is to get you healthy with as little disturbance to your daily activities. Call 248-624-9800. Herschel Finman here. You are listening to the Jewish Hour. We have on the line Steve Kantrowitz, who is from the JCC, the Jewish Community Center here in West Bloomfield. We'll be talking about the Detroit Jewish Book Fair of 2023. How are you today, Steve? I'm terrific. Thank you much for having me. Thank you so much for agreeing to come on, as I know it's busy times for everybody and uh, taking out your time. Okay, so we're basically, we're going to talk about the who, what, where, when, why, and how of the book fair. So I want to tell, ask first, what's, for those who might not have ever participated, what's a Jewish book fair? A Jewish book fair is a remarkable program. We are in our 72nd year here in Detroit, which now makes us the oldest and largest Jewish book fair of its kind in the entire country. So we celebrate books of all kinds, books by Jewish writers, books that celebrate the Jewish experience, and uh, we bring in authors from around the world to um, bring their most current book to the community. So they talk about the book, we sell the books, and uh, we invite people. Normally our audiences uh, reach as many as 20,000 people that come to hear the author speak and to find out you know, what the hottest books of the year are and where but the J that they can purchase these books. Okay, very interesting. So, okay, so you said, what, 72 years ago you said it started? Correct. Okay. So there was, things were really different 72 years ago. Like, the world, the world was a whole different place. I mean, TV was just in its nascent state. The internet wasn't even a, a word that had been thought of yet. Are things such like book fairs still necessary? I mean, people can go on uh, online, they can do a little research, do a little Google search, Amazon and this, you can see, check out a line, you can check out a YouTube video with some author speaking. Do we really need to ha still have book fairs, Steve? Absolutely. Um, we found from 
the last few years that our attendance is growing. More and more people are interested in this live experience. So they can get up close to the authors. They can ask personal questions. They can have their book signed by the authors. So just this, you know, as we head out of the pandemic further and further, there's a need for people to connect to each other and to experience the joy of having a, a book talked about by the person who created the characters and brought the story to life is something that really can't be experienced any other way except in person. So, yeah, we, we're finding more and more um, numbers are, are climbing steadily. Uh-huh. So you're saying it's not just about the book, but it's a whole social experience then. Correct. It's the entire social experience, being with other book lovers. One of our programs is a book club night, so numerous book clubs throughout the community come together to, um, you know, gather and, and meet the author that is a book club favorite. Uh, we have a lunch with the authors where it's a double header of two terrific authors that you're actually dining with for both book club night and for lunch with the authors once a dinner, once a lunch. So you're dining, you're meeting them, you're getting to know them a little more, and you, you just can't do this online. You can't do this over the Internet. So more and more people have responded. Our, our numbers are doubling from you know, festival to festival, uh, fair to fair, uh, both for the book fair in the fall and November. Uh, we run November 1st through the 12th this year, and then this, in the spring for our, our film festival as well. Okay, interesting. Very cool. Okay, so now let me just tell you a story. Uh, we've lived in, our family has lived in the in Detroit since 1988. So 1990, someone told us that there's something called the Detroit Symphony Orchestra. My wife and I are both aficionados of classical music. And so we procured tickets, and we went down for, I think it was a Thursday night or a Sunday after. I think it was Thursday night. And we looked around. And we noticed that we were the only people in the audience. This is like the the only people in the audience in 1990 that didn't have gray hair. And we thought, wow, this is like, how is this going to do? And the uh, <laughs> I've gotten actually involved with the DSO and and some of their marketing things, and they're they've basically directed a lot of their program to getting younger people into the the doors of the DSO. Are the, you finding the demographics from the people that are coming to book fairs? Are these people like, for example, like my mother's generation? Are we talking gray hairs for the say? Or are the millennials and Gen Zers also coming out? And let me ask you, what's what's attracting younger people to book fairs? Okay. Um, that is such a great question because it's it's very much on our minds that you know, we have this core audience they tend to skew a little older, but there's so many books out there that would appeal to a younger demographic, to a, a wider audience. So we've purposely chosen some of those books um, and programs to include this year to bring in um, people in their 20s, people in their 30s, 40s, you know, more and more wider, wider people. They they read and they enjoy authors and books as much as an older audience. So we do have something for everyone. So, for example, one of our big Saturday nights, we have Gary Graff, who wrote this great book about Alice Cooper at 75. So we're going to actually have a live concert and live performances of Alice Cooper music. Um, and then Gary will be speaking with Rabbi Bergman, and there'll be performances by area top musicians um, and Hazan Dan Gross. 
Um, so, yeah, this live performance of Alice Cooper, of all people, should bring in a younger audience. Um, that's on Saturday, November 11th. And on Sunday, November 12th, we have a special program for younger people um, at the Huntington Woods Library. We have a very favorite younger author named Melissa Friedland who's talking about her book, The Museum of Lost Teeth. So that's a special book event for children and their parents and their families at Huntington Woods Library in Huntington Woods. So wherever possible, we try to you know, mix it up, bring in things of different interests and different ages to, uh, you know, because those book lovers exist at all ages. So from preschool through senior citizens, we've indeed found something for interest of anyone that likes to read and loves to, you know, meet together with fellow readers. Okay, Alice Cooper attracts younger people. That's okay. I was listening to Alice Cooper when I was 15. That was uh, more than a couple of weeks ago. So, But you're thinking that that will attract... I'm going to have to ask my kids if they ever even heard of Alice Cooper. I'm going to have to do some market research on that one, Steve. Our guest today, Stephen Kancher, is we were talking about the Detroit Jewish Book Fair 2023, which has traditionally just opened up a segue into different questions. Traditionally is held at the West Bloomfield JCC, and there were always when it existed at the uh, the JCC, the, uh, the Prentice Morris JCC in, uh, in Oak Park of Blessed Memory, and occasionally there'd be something at the JCC in Windsor, the JCC in Ann Arbor. You mentioned that there one of the events is going to be at a public library. Explain that. Sure. Um, we felt that um, having um, the ability to reach people closer to where they live um, whether it be on the east side, whether it be downtown. We also have an event um, at the DIA, which is also a, an annual event. Um, so, yeah, we find that people like to stay close to home, um, and we are going to be having a larger and larger presence on the east side of the town. So as we head into next year and next season, we do plan more and more events on the east side as well as at the, the center and JCC. So, for example, Sunday, October 22nd, we have a special event at the DIA, downtown Detroit. Um, we have an author named Noah Charney, who's talking about his book, Brushed Aside. It's the untold story of women and artists, women artists who have been neglected and deserve to be much better known. Um, so, yeah, that one is is definitely away from the J here. The um, Alyssa Friedland event is at Huntington Woods Library, open to the public. Um, we, we also think that, you know, it's important to reach a, a demographic of all different ages, all different religions, all different races. Everyone is, is, is a book lover and will enjoy our programs. Um, so, yeah, more and more we're going to be finding both of our programs for book fair and film festival um, all the main site here in West Bluefield. So we want to go where people live closer to where they enjoy closer to home experiences and some smaller breakout experiences as, you know, in addition to filling up the Berman or filling up the Jarek gallery for the book talk. So we're going to be doing multiple programs wherever we can um, engage with the community. That's wonderful. So um, back in 2020, everybody was stuck at home. 
and the book fair went virtual, which was actually quite convenient for a lot of people. You could sit, you could, you could sit on your couch, and you could, you know, participate in the book fair and uh, in the comforts of your own home. Are you doing anything? Is it any of it going to be live streamed, simulcast, or have we gone back to? Well, that was twenty twenty. We're so twenty twenty three now. No, that's we're not doing that. We are still. Um... And we do it for a variety of reasons. We understand that there are still people that enjoy it from the comfort of their own homes or at work, wherever they want to reach us. So um, some of our earlier events on several of the days, like Monday, November 6th, we have several that are virtual that can be enjoyed wherever you choose to be watching them from. But we also um, have the gallery open and available for people that want to come in for as a bookstore and watch the stream together with other people. Um, the other main reason is some of the authors just live too far and aren't able to travel to Detroit area. So we enable them to still present their books and still engage the community, but not having to make the trip here. So, um, yeah, absolutely. There's still a need for both and we are leaving no stone unturned to reach as many people. However, you're most comfortable to, um, experience a a book fair event, Uh whether it be in person at the day or virtually. Uh-huh. Okay, so those, oh, just to clarify, those authors that live too far away, so they'll be live streamed into the Berman or the Prentice Hall or something, then people will gather there to watch the presentation on a large screen. Is, would that be correct? It's it's your choice. You can watch it from home on, on our YouTube channel. Um, we're not going to be um, filming it and watching it simultaneously with an audience gathered, except the small crowd that may come out to the gallery. Um, so yes, the answer is yes. You can watch them from home on the YouTube, or you can watch them on a television collectively if you want to sit together and gather. And what's good about that is those people um, can come and shop books because the bookstore will be open. And we're all about having all of our authors' um, books available. And this year we've doubled in size. And I want to make a very important announcement that we've partnered with Schuler Books this year, and they are providing us with all of our books. For sale, we have a partnership. They are a big community partner, so um, they will be providing us all the books. And then we also have a special day at Schuler Books in person, where you can visit Schuler Books and support the Jake because all sales during the week of October 22nd through October 28th, the JCC gets a 20% um, commission on all purchases. So you're supporting both Schuler Books and you're supporting our nonprofit JCC. Uh, so just to get geeky, so you're going to be having not only in the um, the common area when you first walk in, but you'll also have books set up in Prentice Hall, and that's how you're doubling the size? We're, we're going to be covering the, the whole um, hamburger lobby. I think it will be maintained within there. Um, but, yeah, we've, we've doubled our inventory. Last year, we, you know, we were just coming out of the pandemic. We didn't know what our numbers would be like. But we did so well last year, we wanted to have all of our favorite authors who are you know, maybe not necessarily able to come, but we want them to be made available. So, yeah, we're having twice as many books. We're having um, gift items for Hanukkah and for other holidays. So it's going to – if you've ever experienced, you know, one of these 72 years, the, the book there was a huge celebration, and we're getting back to, you know, the volume of, of what we've had in the past that people have asked for. People that came last year, they said, this is lovely, but where is this and where is that? So this year we brought back where is this and where is that for everyone. Okay, cool. 
Again, our guest is Steve Kantrowitz. We're talking about the Detroit Jewish Book Fair 2023. Okay, so Steve, tell us who are the main attractions at this year's Detroit Jewish Book Fair. Okay. Um, let me start with our patronite. We have a book called Oscar Wars, written by Michael Schulman. He's a New York Times bestselling author, and it's a look at the history of the Academy Awards featuring a star-studded cast of Hollywood players, and it talks about behind-the-scenes turmoil, rivalries, brutal battles. Um, it's open to the public. There's the book discussion um, moderated by Elliot Wilhelm from the DIA. Uh, that is Thursday, November 2nd, followed by a concert of award-winning music from the films uh, with Cantor Neal and Stephanie Michaels um, performing this whole live concert after the book conversation. So we're really looking forward to that. Again, Thursday, November 2nd, Oscar Wars with Michael Schulman. Um, another really cool event, we have Rabbi Marla J. Feldman coming on Sunday, November 5th. She's going to be talking about her new book, Biblical Women Speak, Hearing Their Voices Through New and Ancient Midrash. That is at 11.30 a.m. And for those interested, she's going to do a Midrash and Mimosas brunch that precedes the book conversation. That's at uh, 10 o'clock a.m. So we can't wait to have Rabbi Marla here. Um, mark your calendars for Sunday, November 5th. Interesting book called Muppets in Moscow with Natasha Lance Rogoff, 7 o'clock p.m. She is talking about the unexpected, crazy, true story of making Sesame Street in Russia. And she'll be talking with Sherry Margolis, former Fox 2 News anchor, um, 7 o'clock on November 5th. Also that afternoon, please join us for Mark Snyder. Uh, he wrote a book called Mountaintop, The Inside Story of Michigan's 97 National Title Climb. So college football fans, we have a place for you that day, Sunday, November 5th at 3.30. Um, I also need to talk about our Irwin Shaw Memorial event. Irwin Shaw, many years ago, as, as you know, we're in our 72nd year. So think back, 72 years ago, he founded the Detroit Jewish Book Fair. And every year we have an Irwin Shaw Memorial event in his memory. Uh, we have a book called Target Turan. Authors are Yona, Jeremy, Bob, and Alan Eviatar. And it's the inside story of the tumultuous history of how Israel has managed to outmaneuver Iran so far. So we can't wait for that one. Um, Lisa Scottolini is a New York Times bestseller. She's doing one of our virtual programs on Tuesday, November 7th. Her new book is called Loyalty. That same night, a really neat book called Sinkable. It's about the um, obsession and with and the deep sea shipwreck of the Titanic. Uh, Daniel Stone wrote that book, 7 o'clock p.m., Tuesday, November 7th. Um, Wednesday, November 8th, for example, we have author Jennifer Colburn, Cradles of the Reich. It's a fictional story about uh, a maternity home that existed in several countries where racially fit babies were bred and taken from their mothers to be raised as part of the New Germany. Interesting, interesting book. Mm. Um goes on and on. Lunch with the Authors, again, I, I mentioned briefly before, we have um, on Thursday, November 9th at 12 o'clock with Aaron Hamburger discussing Hotel Cuba. And the second author that day is Nina Simon talking about the mother-daughter murder night, two great books. 
and a book club by itself for all the book clubs to come together and meet Elizabeth L. Silver. She's talking about her book about Supreme Court justice, the first woman's fight to be a justice on the Supreme Court. And the book is called The Majority. So we have all told over 30 authors and events, and uh, one after the other, they're not to be missed, November 1st through the 12th. And uh, if you'd like to get more information, jccdet.org slash bookfair. And all the information is there, the order forms for the events. Most events are free. Uh, we're supported by patrons and sponsors. The few that have some um, small charge either have live music or have food, uh, since we have to cover those costs above the um, cost of the author. So mm-hmm. cool. we are very excited about this year. It's our best um, Every year is the best, but this year is the best, as I'll proudly say. It gets better and better and bigger and bigger. So we welcome everyone from your listening world to join us at the Detroit Jewish Book Fair. Mm -hmm. Do you need volunteers to help out? Yes, always. um, If you'd like to reach us and um, participate with that, you can always call us, 248-609-3303. We'd be happy to talk to you about how you could play a role and support um, Book Fair as a volunteer in some way. Okay, this has been wonderful. Our guest today has been Steve Kantrowitz. We've been talking about the Detroit Jewish Book Fair, which will be going on and at uh, the, the, uh, the JCC, the Jewish Community Center in West Bloomfield and elsewhere. Check the website, jccdet.org. Uh, slash book fair for all the information. I want to thank you so much for Steve for Steve for coming on, and we'll probably talk in a couple of months about the film festival. All right, I look forward to it. Thank you okay. so much. It's been great speaking with you. Take care. Have We're a- going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Jewish Hour. Want assurance of quality and excellence in kosher? Look for the Michigan K on the label. What's it look like? The Lower Peninsula of Michigan with a K. It's a symbol of the Michigan Kosher Supervisors. Go to their website, mycosup.com. That's M-I for Michigan, K-O for kosher, and S-U-P for supervisors, mycosup.com, and find this month's featured products. You'll find Michigan K products wherever fine food is sold, especially at Natural Food Patch on West Nine Mile Road in Ferndale. Herschel Finman here. You are listening to the Jewish Hour. We got, we have some, like I said at the, uh, the onset of the show, some really cool music. This is Uri Davidi, no stranger to the Jewish hour, brand new. This is called Anichai, the words of which are like, you know, what do you got to look forward to and what's the things about? And, you know, is there something to be happy? And the answer is, yeah, Anichai, I'm alive. Yeah, let's let's do something about that. Let's, let's you know, let's get into it. <laughs> מלא ניסיונות,
there's an opiate epidemic, but Advanced Rapid Detox has a solution for people addicted to pain pills, heroin, and dependent on Suboxone and Methadone. Advanced Rapid Detox performs detox under sedation in the hospital. Patients sleep through withdrawals and wake up without cravings. Dr. Julia Aronoff and the staff at Advanced Rapid Detox help people restore their lives and the lives of their families. Addiction affects everyone, even in the Jewish community, and Advanced Rapid Detox is there to help. Call 800-603-1813, that's 800-603-1813, or visit them online at www.advancedrapiddetox.com. Herschel Finman, here you are listening to the Jewish Hour. Up next, the group is called Hananya. Why it's called Hananya? Maybe the lead singer is called Hananya. It didn't come with any liner notes, but the group is called Hananya, which is the person's name. And this is simply called Freilich Sessions. And I think it's some sort of just like it's like a jam session about some musicians getting together. And I think it's way cool. I think you do too. Two, three, uh.
like that. That was Hananya. Up next, brand new. It's been a while since we heard from Zusha, one of those people who just have like one name. Because how many people named Zusha do you know? Uh, Luke, you know anybody named Zusha? I can't say I do. Yeah, see? So this person, if he says he's Zusha, so it's like, this is the guy. So this is called Kol Yisrael Yeshlehem Chelek Loilam Haba. It's one of the 12 sayings that the Rebbe suggested people all learn by heart, and he put it to music, and I think he did a great job of it. Let's listen.
Why go to a hospital to get healthy? At Encompass Healthcare, you get the state-of-the-art wound care like in a hospital. The same medicines, the same everything without being in a hospital. Why put yourself at risk of getting a hospital-borne infection? Did you know that last year, one in six people died in America because of infections they got in hospitals? Encompass Healthcare is an outpatient facility. That means you get your wound care treatment and then go home. There are no wait times at Encompass Healthcare like in ERs. Healthcare is personal and works better, faster, and easier. Encompass Healthcare provides a state-of-the-art outpatient facility close to where you live. Call 248-624-9800. That's 624-9800. Auto accident, workman's comp, and most insurances accepted. Encompass Healthcare's goal is to get you healthy with as little disturbance to your daily activities. Call 248-624-9800. Herschel Finman here. You are listening to the Jewish Hour. We are starting, we'll be reading the synagogue on Shabbos, or Shabbat, however you say it, the Sabbath. Every week we read a portion of the five books of Moses, such that it is broken into 53 sections. And this year we're going to need all 53 because it's a leap year. We have an extra month. We can explain that when we get closer to the extra month as to why there is an extra month. But we're not going to do that today. Can't have everything. So we're starting again. Genesis 1-1. We actually started it on Sunday just a little bit because there shouldn't be a gap. That's the idea. We finished the end of Deuteronomy chapter 34 done. Moses died and all Israel mourned for him and Joshua took over and etc. And we even read about how Joshua did take over and that's the second part, the Haftarot. And then after we, well, we read about uh, uh, this, the beginning of the creation story right then. There shouldn't be a gap. There's no, there's no place, there's no time off. And interesting enough, for those people who learn Chumash, who learn the, the, the Bible every day, the five books every day, such that if they finish each portion in the course of a week. So for those people who do such a thing, so on Sunday, they learned the entire portion of Zeisabracha, which is chapter 33 and 34 of the book of Deuteronomy, and the first chapter of chapter one of, chapter one of Genesis. So we're, we're, you know, we're just on Sunday. So there's like two things going on over there. Question now becomes why? Why are we why are we doing it? We did this again. Okay? Didn't hasn't changed. It's the same Bible since I don't know, thirty three hundred years ago. You know, so I'm reminded of a joke of a woman who I'll just cut to just the details. She was in the synagogue and read about Joseph and how he got arrested, and so she was crying, Joseph, don't go. No, she's crying in the next year. She didn't cry, and they asked her, why aren't you crying? He says, he's going to be stupid enough to do it again. I'm not going to waste my breath on it. But we've been reading the same thing for 3,300 years. Why are we doing it again? So I alluded before that the Torah is sort of like a circle. It doesn't have a beginning. It doesn't have an end. It's all keeps on going. As soon as you get to the end, you're right back to the beginning again. And, but it, that's kind of that's kind of misleading, because it's not a simple three dimensional circle. It's excuse me, a two dimensional circle. It's a three dimensional three dimensional spiral. Is what it is. So this year, 
It says the idea is that on Shabbos Breshis, which is this upcoming Shabbos, that people are to take good resolutions. And a good resolution doesn't mean I'm going to lose five pounds or go to the gym or cut smoking or something like that, which would be a good thing if you cut smoking. But to do something which a person feels is really relevant to their heart and soul and something which they can do. Something which is, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be, you know, magnanimous. It could be something as similar, you know, simple as simple as I'm going to start tying my shoes the way a Jew is supposed to start tying his shoes. And if you want any information about that, contact me at RabbiFinman.com. doesn't have to be earth shattering. We're not asking you to break mountains. We're asking baby steps. So this year, when we're learning, there has to be that little nuance there. I was actually amazed. When I first became religious in 1975, it was the first time that I learned Chumash, the five books, on a regular basis. And I did it. I had what was called the linear Chumash, which was this, the gold standard at the time. I think it was made in 1949. And it had uh, columns. One column was the Hebrew, one column was the English. It had Rashi's commentary at the bottom. I still have one it's sitting at home. I still use it quite uh, quite frequently. And I learned it through the whole year. Okay? And I spent time on it. Half of that time I was not in yeshiva. I didn't get into yeshiva. This is this, We're starting it's talking in September. I didn't start going to yeshiva. I was still in high school until February. So half of it was the only thing that I did Jewish was to read the portion of the week. So I spent time on it. Came along the next year. We started again. I said, okay, we'll do it again. I did it once. If I remember, I, I, got, I have a pretty good memory. I remember. I was amazed at what I saw that year. I said, wait, that was, that was here last year? And it wasn't like I skipped over it. It was like, now since I learned it once, so now my brain is like open more to picking up little little bits more. And after about 10 years of doing that, I stopped being surprised. And so now I'm doing it, thank God, since 1975 every year. And I am not surprised when I see something new in the same five books of Moses that I read 47, 48 years ago. And... It's not very hard. The adage is, is that the Torah should be in your eyes like a new thing. You know, when you get something new, okay, that you get a, your your mom got a new couch. You were not allowed to sit on it for how long? Until it wasn't the new couch anymore. Once it wasn't the new couch, who cares? You could eat jelly donuts on it. But when it was the new couch, you weren't allowed to even breathe on the thing. With the Torah, we don't want it to lose its its uh, its uniqueness, which will be the point of my uh, Hasidic story coming up. Don't go away, and we have to we have to see. Look, here's here's something that's really cool, and it's the same thing, not only with our learning. We say the same prayers every single day. They don't issue new prayer books, not by the year, not by the week, not by the month, not by the day. It's like, you know, the same prayer book that has been in effect since 
for 2,500 years ago when the men of the Great Assembly in Persia put the prayer book together, same prayers. But every day, it's a different relationship that I'm making with God when I'm praying. And same thing with all the mitzvahs. I put on tefillin every single day, but it's not the same tefillin every single day. It's my same tefillin, of course. It's, you know, I have a pair. Of, I have two pairs of tefillin that I put on every single day, but doing the mitzvah is different every single day. And it's sort of like we could say that when the alarm clock goes off and I haven't gotten enough sleep, which is basically every night, what gets me motivated to get out of bed is I get to go do things now. I don't have to lie in bed now. I can go go accomplish. I could go go all these new things that are coming at me. I can't wait. That's what we're looking for. That's going to take us through the next year and the next year. And hopefully Mashiach will come this year and then Mashiach will take over with all the new stuff. Speaking of new stuff, we've got to take a quick commercial break. And we'll be right back with a dynamic Hasidic story, very pointed. As I pointed out earlier, don't go away. You're listening to The Jewish Hour. Some things are better the way they used to be, like the crisp feel of a cool autumn day, the serenity of a baby sleeping, or the feeling of coming home after a long trip. Franklin Cider Mills makes cider the way cider is supposed to be. Its old-fashioned, clear, crisp taste reminds you of a cool autumn day. Located in the heart of historic Franklin Village at 14 Mile and Franklin Road, Franklin Cider Mill has been making cider the same way for over a century. Always fresh, with no additives or preservatives. You just can't buy Franklin Cider in any supermarket. Franklin Cider Mill is open from Labor Day weekend to after Thanksgiving from 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. Come visit Franklin Cider Mill. It's kind of like coming home. Herschel Fimmon, here you are listening to the Jewish Hour. Want to get in touch with me? I love when people contact me, even if there's something you don't like. Okay, one of the constant things I get over here is, is that I'm not talking loud enough. So I hope that my engineer is able to take care of that because the microphone is exactly mm, four millimeters away from my mouth. And if it was any closer, I'd be on the other side of it. So hopefully you can hear me, um, but I don't know what the technical, that's technical, that's not my deal. But anything in the content, you have a question, a query, a comment, a criticism, it's all good. Go to rabbifidman.page, right on the homepage, contact me. There's all kinds of other interesting and entertaining stuff. There's a donations page, which Baruch Hashem, we don't have to talk about until November unless somebody else comes up with a nice donation, which someone paid for September and October, so I'm not going to make a pledge. Instead, I'm going to tell you a Hasidic story. So go to RabbiFinman.com and check it out. Man came to the Baal Shem Tov, founder of the Hasidic movement, sometime between the years 1732, 1736 and 1767, which is 1762, which is when he was a Rebbe, when he was a Hasidic leader. And he said, he complained. He said he used to be just like, you know, plain old guy, didn't understand anything spiritual. He was just going through life, trudging along. And suddenly he was exposed to the teachings of the Baal Shem Tov, the Hasidic movement, which one of the reasons why there was a Hasidic movement initiated to begin with was to instill life into Judaism. It shouldn't be the same old, rote, dry piece of bread that people were accustomed to. That's why I got involved with it, because it was like, yeah, this is really cool stuff. And so he said, I got involved. And when I, when I learned 
It was like, this is exciting. And when I davened, it was, I feel the connection. I have such wonderful feelings about connecting to God. And it's just like, this is really, this is awesome. And then, even when I did mitzvahs, because the Baal Shem Tov said that if you're going to do a mitzvah, you should do it 120% of your effort should go into it. Find the best way to do a mitzvah, because a mitzvah means a connection to God. And if you're going to make it, if you're going to go out of the trouble to make a connection to God already, make it as good as you possibly could. So he's, he's like into it and he's just like, relaxed. he said, suddenly it all dried up. It's like, I'm back to square one again. I'm like, you know, I'm getting, having trouble getting my act together to sit and open up a book and to, to daven. It's the same davening and mitzvahs. If we get, says, Rabbi, what happened? Paul Shemsa says, I'll tell you a story. This story never happened. There's a person who has a store. That's good. So it sounds to me like the way that you used to, 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 uh, would, would to describe it is the store has got like a, uh, a takeout. Okay. The, uh, the uh, figure out which uh, whatever uh, cuisine tickles your fancy and fill in the blank. Okay, if you're into Chinese, you're into Chinese. If you're into Delhi, he's into Delhi. Okay, so he's got a takeout. And what does this guy do? So he opens up this takeout, and he wants people to get interested. So he offers up free food. Come in and try our stuff. And so this guy walks in, and he says, this stuff's free. He's got this whole, like, uh, the smorgasbord, this whole whole thing laid out over there. And he says, yeah. You could try. You could try everything. I was just like, "Wow!" So he came back the next day, and uh, he figured, you know, listen, he'd he'd get some more of this stuff. So he loads up a place, and the proprietor says to him, "This is the Balshemtov talking." That'll be fifty kopecks, sir. And he said, "Wait, yesterday it was free," and he said, "Yes, that's correct." Yesterday it was free because I wanted you to feel how good, I wanted you to show you and see how good the food was. But now that you know how good the food is, so now you got to pay. If you want to have the, the, the benefit from my food, if you want to enjoy my food, you got to pay. So the Baal Shem Tov said the same thing with us. You were exposed just very briefly, superficially even, to the teachings of the Hasidic movement. And you just said, wow, this is delicious. I want to do it. And it was like, yes, but that's called Nahama Sufa, bread of laziness or bread of shame. We don't, there's no trust fund babies in, in Judaism. You can't get it from your grandpa. You got to work yourself. And if a person wants to get excited about learning and praying and doing the commandments, they have to put in the effort. And it does take effort. And it says in the Talmud clearly, Lafum Tsara Agra, according to the effort is the reward. And I tell people Judaism is like an egg. If you want a soft boiled egg, fine. If you're happy with soft boiled eggs, that's okay. It doesn't take a whole lot of energy to make a soft-boiled egg. You got a three-minute egg over there, a four-minute egg. It says, but 
If you prefer a hard-boiled egg, you want egg salad or deviled eggs, you got to put more time into it. You got to put a little, you got to put more energy into it. So you can have Judaism soft. You can have Judaism hard. Depends on you. You could call it Judaism light or whatever the opposite of light is. Regular, I guess, you know. So, but that that's the deal. It's totally and completely up to you. Which one's correct? It's all up to you. It's what you want to have. If you want to have a light relationship, if you're comfortable with a light relationship, L-I-T-E relationship with God, fine. No one's going to say no. It's your relationship. That's what you chose. If you want to have a really good, solid, concrete relationship, also good. But you got to put in the work. That's going to do it for today. We hope we had a chance to entertain you a bit. We hope you had a chance to educate a bit. We hope you have a great week. And as it says in the uh, previous review, it would say, However a person puts the effort forth on this Saturday on Shabbos is an indication of what's going to happen the whole year. So we hope you have a good week, and uh, we'll see you back again next week. Take care. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.